You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, austere, osmatic, ostriches, ospicating oscillations in Austria and Australia. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 265, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your end-of-year yearlings yearning for yurts. I'm Chris. <laughs> Welcome to uh, the season finale for the season before we go on break. Colin is not here with us today because he's freezing his butt off in Berlin for work. So good luck, viel Gluck, Colin. Fret not. We have a few special guests joining us for today's jolly fun time. I'm Bill. And I'm Danny. Woo! <laughs> Yay! Hopefully imbued enough with the spirit of Colin. Welcome, Bill and Danny from Escape This Podcast. Hey, thank you for having Woo! us. Lovely to work with you again. We're also longtime listeners, have listened to every episode of Good Job Brain multiple times. Well, Bill and Danny, where are you guys uh, recording from? We are in Sydney, Australia. Whoa. Basking right now. Yeah, it's hot. Oh, it that's is hot. True. And Australia, it's just the start of December in Australia, and it is hot. <laughs> it's the start of mm. December everywhere. Not well, wrong. yeah, true. That's <laughs> Without further ado, let's do some trivia. Let's jump into our first trivia segment Pop Quiz Hot Shot. Here I have a random trivial pursuit card. Random from the box, and this is Trivial Pursuit 90s. 1997 Trivial Pursuit card, about the year 1997. Oh, it's pushing it for our memories. I think, hold on, hold on. Spice Girls, John Howard. Yeah, okay, okay, no, hold on. It's slowly coming back. <laughs> okay, good. Usually we have our barnyard buzzers. Chris has mm. the rooster. Uh, you guys being our guests, we don't have buzzers for you, so you have to oh, improvise no. animal sound. Mm. Please share with the with the class what your animal buzzer sound is. Well, why don't we go? Do you want to go uh, Chinese zodiac year? Because we've got Ooh. different years. I could be a yeah, sheep. That'll do. I can go. And, <laughs> yep. Uh, that would put me at horse. Two easy animals. <laughs> what if it was dragon? Yeah, what what would you do? <laughs> <laughs> or rabbit. Here we go. Pink wedge. Whose 1997 antics inspired the headline "Lobe Blow for Boxing"? Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, yeah. Chris, Mike Tyson. Yes, Mike Tyson's bite out. <laughs> yep. And his victim, Evander Holyfield. Yeah, Evander Holyfield. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yellow Edge, what famed movie supercomputer did the University of Illinois have two birthday parties for? In 1992 and 1997, thanks to a script discrepancy. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Bill. Is it Hal? It is Hal. Purple Wedge, what 1997 movie brought the Spice Girls to the silver ah! screen? <laughs> <laughs> Danny, you should have this one. You'd think I'd remember what the movie was called. Um, was it just was it just called Spice World? Spice yeah. World. Yes. Spice World. Spice World. Mm -hmm. Orange Wedge. 
What word did Dr. Hollander coin to describe the condition where bodybuilders think they are small no matter how much they bulk up? Oh. Ooh. Chris. Is it is it like Napoleon syndrome? No. No. Bodybuilders is... think they're small no matter how much they bulk up. Portmanteau Bill. Oh, Portmanteau. So I was just wondering if this was maybe like the first origins of body dysmorphia as a phrase. That's what I was thinking. And then it had expanded Mm -hmm. out from there. But no, it's a portmanteau. No, I've never heard of this word. Oh, okay. But it's Mm. bigorexia. Oh, wow. Okay. 1997 was a wild year, man. All right. Green Wedge, what national five and dime closed its last 400 stores in 1997? (laughs) As the resident American, I'm going Please. to tackle this one. I believe yeah. that's probably Woolworths, right? It is Woolworths. Really? Yeah, it yeah. is Woolworths. Oh, I guess Sears uh, is like a department store. I yeah. was going to I would have guessed Sears. Sears but. is still around, technically. I have no cultural context for a five and dime outside of Bruce Springsteen. Outside of, I've been my first real sister, I'm in That's all I've I think got. That's all, I think that's all you need. That's I practically never, all I have, well, too. I know, it's a place where you can buy things. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We also have the, um, our Woolworths is completely different, I assume, to what your concept of Woolworths is. Well, you still have one. Their Woolworth is a department store. Uh, a grocery store. It is grocery one store. of the two major mm. grocery stores all over uh, the country. Okay. Yeah, we have funny things like that, like Kmart as well is yes. completely different. There's a cons- consistent theme of Americans seeing Kmart in Australia. I mean, like, you have, mm. you still have Kmart? And then you have to be like, <laughs> no, no, no. There's no connection between the two companies. It's the same type of store, but there's literally, there's no connection. They just both came up with the name Kmart. I don't know why. <laughs> Please. I don't, I don't know why this is funny to Americans. I've never been to an American Kmart but they all love it. <laughs> this is what it is. Australians go to America and are fascinated by squirrels. Americans come to Australia and are fascinated by Kmart. <laughs> Perfect comparison. So we're not done with the card, but I will have to say, <laughs> now that we're, we're on the topic, the quizzes I prepared today, I actually thought really, really hard because we, we have Australia representation and American representation. I was like, I don't want to ask a quiz about like American TV shows. Like that's not fun. Or that's I do. Really- I was very worried about the Trivial Pursuit card because we get different Trivial Pursuit questions. Oh, mm-hmm. do you, oh my god! Do you guys have a card? Uh, you know what? I literally have a box have them right, right next to me. Oh my god! Okay, let's finish this card and let's do Australian <laughs> Trivial Pursuit. 100%. Oh my god! Yep. That I can play. Most of it will be the same, but you never know. You find never a, know. Find yeah, a good yeah, card. Yeah, just okay. get a flavor. We'll just get a flavor. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, okay. Last question on this 1997 Trivial Pursuit card. Uh, what pitcher earned the nickname Headachey when his refusal to negotiate with the Padres prompted his trade to the Yankees? A pitcher is uh, a, a player in the uh, baseball. It's like in cricket, how you have the uh, the guy, the ball uh, ball whirler, ball yeah, whatever, yeah, ball yeah. the the ball hurler, yeah. I one hundred percent heard picture, and I thought of the scream because he looks like he has a headache. <laughs> yes, what picture? picture. Yes, yeah. sorry. His nickname is Headachey, like okay. headache. But His nickname he... is Headachey. Okay, um, 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 Chris. Rodriguez. No, I was hoping you'd get it. Hideki Irabu. Oh, he- oh, oh, Hideki. Oh, oh Hideki. my gosh, I would never Hideki. have made that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hideki yeah. Irabu. Yep. Oh, okay. Great. Well, good job, Breeze. Oh my god, I'm so excited for okay, Australia. Here we go. Pursuit. I'm, I'm, I'll see if I. Oh, 
I'd like to find one. There's one Australian question here, but... Oh, no, there's two. All right, let's have a go. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I can't do the first question because it's got a picture. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we'll start from pink. We'll start from entertainment. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Which comic book villain asks in his 1989 celluloid incarnation, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Right, that's normal. You have to call on. Oh, sorry. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) I'm new to the format. I haven't run this before. It's just a simple thing, Bill. Uh, I don't know who buzzed in, but I'm going to give it to Karen. It's the Joker. Yes. Jack Nicholson's the Joker, Joker, right? Mm, Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Perfect. Um, All right. Yellow history. Which country suffered the most casualties in the Gallipoli campaign of 1915 to 1916? Ah. Gallipoli is incredible. That was a rooster. Chris? Australia. How dare you? (laughs) Karen? New Zealand? How dare you? Uh, No, the answer is the Turkish Ottoman army. This is something that is so fundamental to like Australian culture is the Gallipoli is it, campaign. Is it? it is oh, yeah. it is huge. This is we how World War One about it. Came. We have it. It is the biggest thing. It was a World War One campaign where mm. Australia and uh, like Australian New Zealand troops alongside British troops attacked Turkey at Gallipoli, and I think it was one of those ones like we lost, but also there were two hundred and fifty one thousand Turkish casualties. And a combined like hundred thousand British and Australian casualties, but mm. we just the- we're, it's it's like our big World War One moment was Gallipoli. Huh. And I learned wow. something today. There you go, Australian questions. My nephew is named after the main character in the movie Gallipoli. Oh my gosh! <laughs> there you go. Wow. That big a deal. Gallipoli's a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to Purple Wedge. Who is the hero of Matthew Riley's Seven Ancient Wonders, Six Sacred Stones, and Five Greatest Warriors books? Wow. Did Matthew Riley make it out? Who is the hero of Matthew Riley's Seven Ancient Wonders, Six Sacred Stones, and Five Greatest Warriors books? Karen? I'm going to guess Hercules. (laughs) No, no. This is not one that you're going to be able to just guess randomly. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> this is like the name of the the main character yeah. of this series of like okay. what I'm uh, assuming are pot boiler thrillers. Yeah, Ma- Matthew Riley sort of writes uh, like airport kind of air- okay. air- airport books. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Our Dan Patterson. James, J- you just James combine Patterson. Dan Brown with James <laughs> yes. Patterson. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He fits um, there. But he he went to Billy's high school. He went to my high school. Oh my <gasps> gosh. This is a very well, who is it? What's the very very really okay, who's the guy? Who's the guy? Who's the guy? Obviously, no and I had no idea. I've never read these books. <laughs> was, it was Jack West Jr. Oh, that's beautiful. That's, that's, that's so name. beautiful. It is good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh Green Wedge. What liquor filled thermometers before Mercury did the job? Oh Get out. man. Man, man. Oh, I knew. <laughs> uh yes, that horse. It's going to be just something ordinary, like water, right? Liquor, not liquid. Oh, it said liquor? Oh, I thought you said liquid. My (laughs) mistake. Horses can't understand English. It's okay. Well, he has an Australian accent, so I would Yeah, you can't understand. (laughs) Uh, Karen. Okay. Vodka. That's good. But it's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's good, but it's wrong. Chris. What other liquors are there? White Claw. That's correct. Yes. Uh, 
The answer is brandy. Brandy. Why? Brandy. Oh, maybe because it's colored already. Oh, maybe. perhaps. Maybe it's just got the but, most alcohol at the time, and you want something oh, with a yeah. high alcohol concentration. And then they're like, people kept drinking the thermometers, <laughs> yeah, so they say. swapped it out for mercury <laughs> yeah. to stop, stop them her. doing that. There yeah. was a very dangerous transition period for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and then final question, Orange Wedge. What were the first basketball hoops made from? Ah, cool. Oh, yeah. Chris. Uh, fruit bushels. Like orange baskets, like they were, they were made out of like baskets or apple baskets. You're very close. You've just, you've got the basket part. You're just missing the fruit. What's <laughs> basket? Well, well, I, I said apple. I said orange pear, banana, pineapple, nope. keep going. Kumquat, think, no. kiwis. Is no. it kiwis? No. Grapefruit. That's lemon. Wrong. That's lime. Correct. Nope. Dragon fruit. Not that one. Um, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's a stone fruit. Peaches. Peaches. Really? Peach baskets. Okay. Nothing but peach basket. I guess that's what they say in the NBA. Where I suppose once it went into the basket, they had to climb up and, and pull they, it back Somebody out. had to invent yeah. a hole. A hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you are. That's an Australian Trivial Pursuit card. You learned wow. about it. Thank you so much. That was very Australian. Yeah, it was good. Oh, what a, what a rush. <laughs> wow. <laughs> One of the most difficult things, once we bought an, the newest Trivial Pursuit that was out, and it turned out that for some reason they hadn't Australianized it yet, so it was fully British. We cannot answer half the questions. Wow. Oh my gosh, yeah. Don't even attempt British Trivial Pursuit. Which member of parliament played cricket between 1882 <laughs> and 1891 for the national team? You're like, I don't know. Well, folks, it's episode 265, usually... In a normal episode of Good Job Brain, we have a, a, a theme and everybody does their little secret segments inspired by the theme. But every fifth episode, we have no theme. We have just pure 100% quizzy goodness. Our special guests, Bill and Danny, they've also prepared quizzes. Ooh. Chris has a quiz. I have quizzes. So today, it's our All Quiz Bonanza number 53. Ready, everyone. In my quiz, it's going to be a battle between the hemispheres. <gasps> ah. In this corner, we have the thunder and wonder from down under. Danny and Bill <laughs> repping the southern hemisphere. Right. Perfect. In our other corner, well, from California, USA, Chris by himself representing oh. the northern hemisphere. Oh, you've got a lot of weight on your shoulders representing North America and That's Europe. That's a whole hemisphere. It's a, I, I'm calling you the Uno from San Bruno. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> so we got the north, we got the south. And so in this quiz, we are going to meet in the middle. Oh. It's a buzzing quiz. I will be asking you trivia questions about things in the middle or in the center. <sighs> All right. Question number one. In the game of darts, how many points is the bullseye worth? Uh, Bill. It's 50. 50 points. 50. 50 mm -hmm. points. Next question. The geographical center of the contiguous United States <gasps> is in what state? Oh, no. oh this, is a, this is a good one to know. I'm sort of mapping it out in my but head. But I don't. Chris. Nebraska. Incorrect. No. Oh. Danny. Kansas? 
It's Kansas. Hey, oh. it's Kansas. Nice. Okay, to make it fair, even though Danny got that question right, uh, to make it fair, the <laughs> oh, geographical no. center of Australia is in what state? Oh, dear. I could, Chris, do you want to have a crack? Oh, yeah, because I totally know the states of Australia. <laughs> but Bill. Sure, it's got to be South Australia. Incorrect. It's not. Oh, okay, then I guess it's. Yeah. It is in Northern Territory. Do we know the name? It has a name. Uh, first of all, uh, that's not a state. It's a territory. That's a whole different thing. So uh, <laughs> should we specify? Uh, I'm, actually, uh, I'm actually, that's that's not how it works. I really, I really thought that, that South Australia went higher than No, Hawaii. I thought that Northern came down enough, but I wasn't sure. I'm not good mm. at visualizing maps. Mm. What's the name of the geographic center? Not even it. slightly an idea. It's just Lake Eyre. It's called Lambert Center, and they actually hmm. pumped in a lot of mathematical study and research work into determining what technically is the center. Like, what do we count as center? Fair so enough. Lambert Center, there's like a pole there. It's nice. a whole thing. Wild. All right. Next question. What is the name of the central part of the brain that's part of the brainstem that's responsible for regulating basic bodily functions? Oh, which one is it? It's, um... Nay! Danny? That's not in the middle. Ugh. I want to say the cerebellum? Incorrect. Yeah. It's not it the... Is. is it the medulla oblongata? Ooh. No, that's it the part... Is. That's, is that it? Yes. Nice. Okay, okay. All right, next question. Uh, the center of the Milky Way, the galaxy, not the chocolate, is a supermassive black hole called what? Ooh. I didn't know it had a name. I thought they were all called like 1A2.34. XZ, right, yeah. Right, right, sound like right, Elon right. Musk children names, yeah. Exactly. Bah. Mm. Bill. I believe it's the Hellmouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, Sagittarius A. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Oh, so it does have a letter in there. They always sneak them in. Yep. Cool. <laughs> all right. True or false? Most of Shakespeare's work. Was written in Middle English. Oh, Chris. false, 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 false! It's modern English. I mm. think it's it's early modern. It is early modern. Okay, an example yeah. of Middle English would be like Canterbury Tales. Right, right, right. right. All right, let's get into some vexillology. What is in the center of the national flag of Cambodia? Um, nay, Danny. Is it uh, Angkor Wat? Correct! It's Angkor It's blue, red stripes, and then a, a beautiful bit of architecture right in the middle there. Okay, so Middle Earth is where most of uh, Tolkien universe happens, Middle Earth. If Middle Earth is the main continent, what is the name of essentially Ooh. the Earth, Tolkien's Earth? Oh. So, so Middle Earth is a continent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what is the larger you know he didn't write it like a planet it's like a uh -huh. flat which is everything else yeah yeah. yeah 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 oh this one hurts bill i know this must be killing you even more i than used it's to know me. so many tolkien facts <laughs> oh yeah it's four letters is it all oh, um bar is it like arda 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 yes! arda arda a-r-d-a yes. huh. my bells hmm. great there's some fun like middle earth facts about like when parts of Middle Earth appear in text, because I'm pretty sure the first book to have mentioned like Numenor as part of Middle Earth 
uh, was actually Perilandra by C.S. Lewis. He wrote about Merlin coming back and talking about like Numenor and Middle Earth and all this other stuff. And he has like a postscript where he's like, if you want to learn more about Numenor and Middle Earth, you know, you should check out my friend's upcoming book, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's like a podcast oh, shout yeah. out. Yep. It's a mm-hmm. promo drop. And so that came out before <laughs> Lord of the Rings, but after The Hobbit. Oh, uh, and it oh, used a few of the names and, and references for places because uh, they were just like, let's build a mythos for Old wow, England that's together. that's cool. Next question. The exact halfway point of a non-leap year calendar year falls on what date? (laughs) Maths time. Hold on. (laughs) Okay, all right. I feel like it's shorter. It's like 30 days have September, April, June, and November. So so there's more 31-day months in the back half of the year, which means that it's like July July 2nd. It is July 2nd. Boom. Good job. Dang, that was good stuff. Great job by me. Last question in this quiz. In the landmark musical film, Sound of Music, the Mm. Von Trapp family had seven (laughs) children. Oh, my God. What is the name of the middle child by age? If you Uh, uh, sort them by age, who's in the middle? Okay. It's not Liesl. I just know Yeah, exactly. That's all we know. Is it one of the boys? Um, no one thinks about the boys. Yeah, like a Hansel? Hansel? <laughs> uh, uh, no, uh, uh, is it Gretel? Gretel? Marsha? Jan? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Um, <laughs> you know, I almost went with pretty much kids too. For- <laughs> <laughs> um, is there a Bridget or a Brigitte or something? Brigitte? Oh, Brigitte. I like Brigitte. That might be one of the that's, babies, that's though. I don't know. Is, oh, it, yeah, is it like Captain one. Junior? <laughs> <laughs> Captain Junior. It is Danny's almost there. It's one of the boys. It's the younger boy. There's two boys. I'm Kurt. 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 Here are the children in order from oldest to youngest. Liesel, Friedrich, Friedrich. Louisa, Kurt, Brigitta, Marta, and Gretel. Gretel. Oh, Gretel was in there. Just not console. Going up backwards up the stairs. Saying Definitely. the sun has gone to bed. The sun yep, yep, yep. has gone. I need right. to make a good mnemonic for that one. I need to remember it. I think you just need. I think you just need to watch the watch that clip when they introduce all the kids. Yeah, they like march and really out the whistle. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed my middle center quiz. So this is really funny because this quiz that I'm going to do right now, I almost had a question in here about Australian people being fascinated by squirrels when they come to America. And that's exactly what you said. And I, I was like, oh, that interesting because they are squirrels and chipmunks and stuff like that. They are adorable. And I guess you guys don't have them. No, not those ones. Not those ones. Our, I mean, our equivalent would be our brush tail and ringtail possums, surely. Right, right, right. Those little cuties, yeah. but they're not quite as little and bouncy and cute-faced as squirrels are. We do have adorable little street animals here. And so um, I had actually put this quiz together. And this there is a, uh, a blog post uh, by an Australian writer uh, named Aaron Holmes. And, and the blog post is titled... 50 weird things about the USA, parentheses, <laughs> as witnessed by an Aussie. Now, I've plucked out 10 of these things, but I'm going to go to Karen first. I'm going to see if Karen can get the answer to this question. And I want to be really clear. This is 
one Australian person who came <laughs> to the U.S. and observed these things. This, I'm not saying this person represents the opinions of everybody in Australia. And so I'll ask Karen the question. If you can't get it, we'll see if uh, if, if Danny or Bill wants to grab it. And then we can discuss a little bit because, quite frankly, I'm reading these things and I have some questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's so perfect. we'll just ju- and then hopefully after this we're done with all of the sort of um you know jokes about Australia. Not that we're making jokes. Well, about the you haven't gotten to my quizzes yet. So okay. Oh, <laughs> all right. So question one: um, our our Australian correspondent who wrote this piece, uh, Karen, was surprised when she got to the U.S. that thongs are not what. I have an Australian husband. You guys know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know. <laughs> flip-flops what am i gonna do colin's gone you're the only person yeah, who's here really. <laughs> we don't know if you talk to your husband exactly <laughs> he's not in the room so yes thongs uh and if you said i have a pair of thongs in australia that would be referring to flip-flops or the sort of beach uh sandals whereas in the united states it refers to a style of underwear essentially what do you call mm-hmm. that style of underwear in australia that's a great follow-up I would just be looking at that and calling it a G-string. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. I'll move on to question number two. When the Australian uh, writer came to the United States and they wanted to buy a loaf of bread, they said they had to carefully study all of the loaves of bread in the supermarket just to be able to find one without what ingredient? All the loaves. They looked at all the loaves of bread in the supermarket. It took a long time to find a loaf of bread without what ingredient, which again struck them as very odd. So you're saying that American bread has something weird. Yes. Wow. Ah, oh, I see your Australian husband, quote unquote. Uh, my Canadian like girlfriend hasn't, hasn't, hasn't told you about this one. Is it sugar? It is sugar. It is, it is sugar. sugar. Famously, American bread quite quite sugary. Although I want to say Japanese bread blows it, it out of the water in terms of being super. And Korean bread is what they like. They like really sugary bread. It's like dessert uh, for them. Yeah. It's almost dessert. They don't really eat a lot of like you know sandwiches and, mm. and, and things like that, right? So I mean, typically the bread is actually used for like breakfast or you know like a sweet kind of thing. Yeah. When you ate American bread, was it? Could you taste the difference, like in a sandwich or something? You're like very much so, especially like especially plain white bread. When you get like more kind of wholemeal breads, it's nowhere. It's not as it's not as much a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just white bread, yeah, you taste it. You're like, oh, this is sugary bread. When we were in America recently, they the hotel we were at got away with it very nicely because the only bread they had was sourdough. So that was yeah, that was fine. Very very normal. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Question three. The, the 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 Australian writer uh, was very surprised because uh, taxi drivers and hairdressers and hotel staff and waitresses everybody is expecting one of these. A tip. A tip. A tip. I am a little bit surprised that this author was surprised by this because yeah. it's a very known thing. Half the time, you don't even like make a decision not to tip someone. You just like walk out of a service, be like, yeah, done, yeah, yeah. I've paid for it and I'm leaving. And someone in yeah. there is like, you bloody you Australian, horrible what person, are you yeah. doing? You know, you're like, oh, I'm so I didn't even think like you asked me for something. You said how much it would cost. So I gave you the money. You yeah. made this thing and the money is gone to you. And now I'm done. It's like, 
you just gave me the money I asked for, did you? <laughs> you loser. <laughs> you didn't give me the other money that I didn't ask for, but expected. It's, it's tough. You have to, Everywhere's you have to got prepared. their cultural yes. norms. Okay, Karen, here's question number four. This drink in Australia is more like Sprite or Mountain Dew. So they were very surprised when they ordered it in America to find something totally different. Okay, say that again. So in Australia... This very common drink that you see in a restaurant menu. In Australia, if you order that, you would get something that's more like a Sprite or a Mountain Dew or something like that. But in the US, they ordered it and they get something that is completely not what they expected. Okay, so uh, I'm going to guess lemonade? It's lemonade. Yes! It's lemonade. Yeah. We technically have that lemonade as well at some places and markets and things, but it will always be called homemade lemonade. Mm. Oh, interesting. There are definitely some surprises that we've had when it comes to drinks, though. I think tea has surprised us a lot more than lemonade. Why is that? Why? (laughs) We're both like, why? So first of all, there's a difference in like a cultural expectation of how tea is served to the extent Mm. where either I'll say, can I have some, I'll be in America, say, I'll have tea. And they'll be like, hot or cold. And I'll say, why are you asking me this? Obviously hot. What are you talking about? Question number five, Uh, waking up at their hotel one day and going downstairs for some coffee um, they were surprised to find that this popular Australian addition to coffee was nowhere to be found on the the hotel's, you know, coffee bar. Oh, something you add to coffee. Some, here's the thing. In America, sometimes you will find this, but not always. And they were very shocked that it was not an always thing. For coffee. Okay, so let yeah. me think. In Australia, flat whites are very, very popular, but you don't really get that from a hotel, a downstairs hotel lobby. So it must be like kind of a really common thing. Maybe something like we use half and half in milk and maybe they use like cream. That is my final answer. It's sort of the opposite of what you just said. We use half. Yeah. Okay. Danny is Danny is I shaking mean, head I, vigorously. I definitely know that half. And, I don't drink coffee, but half and half and cream are not things that I I get in that context at even, all. I don't even get what half and half is. It's true. Half I what? don't half know. What? Is it's it half milk, half cream? Straddling the line between milk and cream. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Half yeah. cream, oh. half milk. But the answer is that Australians put milk in their mm-hmm. coffee. Always only just. milk. Oh, only milk. So actually, just just continuing on uh, with this same line of thought, the the writer's guess as to why you can gain weight so easily in the United States is because restaurants give you this. The answer is not half and half. Uh, uh, Soda refills. You got it. You nailed it. I was thinking unlimited breadsticks. (laughs) That too. And it's very similar, right? Something that is extremely common. I mean, it would be ridiculous if you went to an american restaurant and you ordered you said give me a a diet coke and then you drank the whole thing and then you said i want another one and they said that's another four dollars you i'd leave i'd there would be like a riot walk right out the australian writer was shocked to uh witness americans at the cash register using this antiquated form of payment 
It is not a, I'm going to say it's not a credit card with the, the stripey thing. I mean, you mm-hmm. did, you guys, I think did switch over to chip cards like way earlier than we did, but it's not oh. that. It's a different kind of payment that is still accepted in places sometimes. Like a check? A check. A briefcase full of bearer bonds? <laughs> <laughs> It might as well be for how well I know how to use checks. Any form of payment in America feels like jumping like 10, 15 years in the past. I, we, we were just in America. Wow. I was signing things. I'm like, what do you mean wow. signing? Oh, yeah, we don't like, sign things. As in like I'd swipe a card, they'd bring me things like sign here. But like, what do you mean sign here? What year is it? But even chips is like inserting my card was like, what are you talking about? Insert my card. I don't insert cards anymore. Get out of here. I just sort of like brush it past a piece of plastic and (laughs) and things happen. Get out of here. Okay, question eight. In Australia, you generally only uh, display one of these every January 26th. But in the US, they're hung up everywhere (laughs) all the time. Danny knows. Oh, yeah. (laughs) knows. January 26th. Yeah. Okay, so at first I was going to say like the flag, but then, oh, but then that's like a, it's like Anzac is a thing, but that's like later in the year. I'll, I'll say the flag. It's the flag. It's, it's our country's flag. flag. Yeah. So Danny and Bill, you can tell us what January 26th is for everybody who doesn't know. That is Australia Day at the moment. So yeah, for the rem- more remembrancey day ones like Anzac Day, those aren't as big flag days, but... Like if you're in Australia, if you saw someone flying the flag from their house, it would just be an assumption like, oh, don't go near that person. That's something that's weird. Whoa. That's odd. Like maybe that's unearned. Maybe they're fine. Maybe it's great. But it's, but it's weird, weird and it, it's off-putting. Uh, and in America, they're everywhere. And so I it have could these be moments, anyone. You just see a house with mm. a flag and my my brain just goes to, oh, what kind of a weirdo? No, no, they're probably the normal person. <laughs> right, yes. They're just flying a flag. It's all good. Yeah, my kid watches a YouTuber that plays GeoGuessr, right? And the joke is always like, he's just like, oh, I love it when it's the United States of America because you guys put you. your flags everywhere. <laughs> you put them on your house. You put them on your mailbox. You, you know, yeah, yeah. Question nine, this hour-long quiz. Um, Australia, the Australian correspondent wrote this wonderful blog, was surprised about the toilets. Not that the water goes the other way, but that very surprised that so many American toilets are lacking this crucial button. Oh, interesting. Wow, I don't know. And mm. I'm going to guess, in some toilets we have it here where it's like a small flush and a big flush. That's it. It's the, the <gasps> small <Really>? flush, big <gasps> flush button. Yeah, well, because you're like, well, what do you do if you pee? You just... You just flush all the. You have a huge. We're America. Like, you do a big poop flush, even if you just peed a little bit. All of our toilets have that. We need to conserve water here for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of water restrictions, but it is also called the half flush, not the small flush. Yeah, that's true. Half flush. So I, so I've just got one more, but it's a uh, sort of a little lightning roundy sort of thing. Okay, <laughs> it's okay. question number ten. Um, and again, thank you, Aaron Holmes, for writing 50 weird things about the USA as witnessed by an Aussie. Uh, she was surprised that Americans do not use cutesy shortened words for everything. Oh, Guys yes. We say university. We don't say uni. Oh. Um, we say we say barbecue, not uh, skipper. We I'll give you <laughs> the so I'm going to give you <laughs> the sh- <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so I'm going to give you Karen. I'm going to give you the shortened cutesy Australian word 
Okay. And you tell me what it is short for. Just okay. lightning. Just just take your best guess. What jumps into your head? And then okay. and then Bill and Danny can correct you uh, when okay. if you if, when and if I you hope we right, know them. First one, uh, Salvo. Salvo. Uh, Goodwill store, donation store, charity store. Good, but it's short for Salvation Army. Salvation Army. Yeah. Salvation Army. Yes, very good. Uh, Sunnies. Sunglasses. Sunglasses. Uh, Maccas. Uh, McDonald's. That's mm-hmm. McDonald's. Yep. Okay. Bizzo. <laughs> it's not Bizarre Lizzo. Like a store? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's it's um, Danny and Bill. You want to take a crack at it? Do you know Bizzo? I've never heard anyone say Bizzo. Oh, really? I would have assumed it was short for business, but beyond that, I got nothing. It's business. It's business, but it's like like none of your business, I think. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's probably yeah. some Queensland nonsense. Oh, interesting. Okay, <laughs> all right, good. Uh, Xy. 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 Oh. What I like oh, about Macca's is it's not very Xy. Oh. Excellent. Oh. No, I like about it. It's not I very ex- oh. ex- it's not very expensive. Oh, Xy, okay, expensive. Okay, okay. Uh this one, I like this one. Mozzie. Ooh, Moz. Mozzie. Mozzie. They're very this- annoying. Mm-hmm. Oh, mosquito. Yes. Yes. Nice. Uh, and then also, I'm just, I, this is incredible. Um, uh, spag bowl. <laughs> it is spaghetti bolognese. Spaghetti yep. bolognese. Yeah. Yeah, spag yeah, bowl. Yeah. Spag bowl. Yes. Spag bowl. Spag bowl. What are you about? It's so common in Australia. It's virtually a national dish. All spag and we have bowl it's, all the time. our own weird version of it, I'm sure. Oh, that, yeah, for sure. You know, right, it's one right, of right. ones that if any, like if an Italian came in, you'd be like, have some spaghetti bolognese. We'd be like, yeah, what's wrong with you? This oh, is course. disgusting. Oh, nobody right. hates nobody hates Italian food more than an Italian person from like one village over. <laughs> it's just inedible. <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. What you put three tomatoes in there? <laughs> blah, blah, it's two and a half. But yeah, we definitely have very Australian spaghetti bolognese is possibly the most ubiquitous dish in Australia. Right, yeah. right, right. There's a thing I want to point out with this, right? That I think some people don't quite get like the extent to the, how this language is used in Australia. Like we call firemen fireys, right? It's a fiery. Uh-huh. And people are like, yeah, sure. Colloquially, you call them fireys. And it's like, no, no, no. The news the other day was talking about a large, very serious you know, bushfire. And it was like, uh, the, the, the fire continues to burn overnight. Ten fireys have been sent to the scene. Mm. Like it's not, yeah. it's not just like, oh yeah, sure, whatever. When you're chilling with your friends, you'd call them a chippy. No, a carpenter's are just a chippy all the time. I love it. I love it. I think, yeah, I think it's great. It's it's great. It's like living in um, San Rio Land or something. I don't know. <laughs> Phenomenal. Uh, anyway, yes, that was sorry. It's like it's uh, it's forty five minutes later. Um, <laughs> fortunately, that's all I got. So I'll I'll step away now. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you so much. Yeah. All right, let's take a, a quick break. We deserve it, and we'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Good Job Brain, Smooth Puzzles, Smart Trivia, Good Job Brain. All right. Well, I think while we're still on the Australia track, mine follows up a little bit. A lot of the things that when people think of Australia, one thing that people jump to pretty quickly is the wildlife, especially yes. the horrible, deadly kinds. Yes. And I always wonder how deadly does an animal have to be before it gets a reputation? Oh. What does it need to have done? So years mm. ago, I very briefly, I studied and worked at Taronga Zoo, our local, very nice, fancy zoo. Yes. And <laughs> there were three there were three ways that you would rate animals based on how much interaction a zookeeper was allowed to have with them, like whether they could go into the enclosures and stuff. And there was basically one rating for no danger, one rating for mm, could hurt you, and the other for could kill you, don't go in there while the animals are in there. And this was in captivity, obviously, so it's a bit different. But I wanted to dive into how accurate some of these ratings are and whether our fear levels match up to the actual danger levels. So I've called this the endangering species list. (laughs) (laughs) Cute. Oh, my gosh. And what I'd like to do, I'm going to just name an animal, possibly an Australian one with a bad reputation, maybe not. And I want you to rank its danger level. And the best way that I found to do this, it sounds a bit grim, but how many recorded deaths have been officially attributed to it? So slightly different from the zoo ratings. Uh, I would like you almost like a traffic light system. Green light, amber light, red light. Never killed anyone, has killed someone, or, oh no, it's killed so many people, don't go near it. Okay, okay, okay. 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 Amber light. So for example- uh, Yellow light. You're crazy. See, I would normally call it an orange light. I was trying to be universal. <laughs> okay. Well, what, what format would you oh, Let's like? write down. Let's write down. Okay, okay. sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, the Australian freshwater crocodile. Oh. Wait, I didn't account. For the pens not working? No, I didn't account for, you know, my brain not working. So I don't know where I put the pencil in my various fiddlings. All right, answers up when you're ready. Australian freshwater crocodile. From what I can see, we've got Chris with amber. Oh, with whoops, red. sorry. I, I was writing Oop. down the number. That's okay. <laughs> amber, red, <laughs> 1,722. Yes. And we've got green. Oh, green. Karen is correct. There are yes. zero fatal freshwater crocodile attacks on record. Oh, they- you said freshwater. Freshwater. Yeah. Oh. Well, that was my clue. 
All right. So, yeah, those ones are a bit smaller. They're quite docile. I have apparently gone swimming with them. They didn't tell us until afterwards. But oh. <laughs> they're pretty chill. It's just like like most animals. It's a don't step on them and they won't do anything to you. So with that in mind, I think I know what your answers are going to be for the Australian saltwater crocodile. What color are we going for for that one? Sticking to my guns. I'm, I'm, st- I'm going to stick with amber still. Red. We've got one amber from Chris and two reds. This one is a big old red. They oh, are gosh. big. They are scary. They claim a couple of victims per year, so well wow. over 100 officially on record. Strangely, one of the interesting things about this is that by the official records, about 50% of attacks are fatal. Except in Australia, where it's only 25%. Maybe we count an attack differently. I'm not sure. I will say it is difficult for some of these, especially the more vicious animals, to get good official records because sometimes if a person has a bite taken out of them, it can take a long time to identify what bit them. <laughs> for example, like Karen, you're a shark person, right? And yes. one of the things for, I couldn't put any sharks on this list because it's so hard for them to identify what type of shark has ever bitten anyone. Oh, They're not mm. like doing like teeth mark analysis at the CSI <laughs> labs. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. How about the killer whale slash orca? I feel like they, they've, they've gone on a rampage more recently. I should have, haven't they? I can also uh, just specify uh, when I was looking at these numbers, I was looking for the wild, not captivity. Okay. I'm going to go with green. I think, I think bad reputation. I think they're going to get even worse. Amber. Amber. Yeah, I'm going Karen Amber too. Bill for Amber, Chris for green. This one at the moment, still a big old green. Oh, there right. are no official killer whale deaths in the ocean. There have been some attacks, you're right, and they have been a bit more feisty lately with boats, but none of them, none of these attacks have been fatal. Resulted in death, yeah. In fact, the only four killer whale attacks on record were all in captivity. Three of them, the same whale. <laughs> SeaWorld. I read a crazy story recently. Some dude snuck into SeaWorld. This is a a while ago. At night, his plan was to go skinny dipping in the killer whale tank. And he died because the killer whale ate him. Well, not ate him, but bit him. This is a surprising number of captivity stories with a lot of these animals. It is baffling, the ideas that people get into their heads. All right, next one. Grizzly bear. Grizzly bear. I feel I feel like grizzlies famously are the bad are the mean ones. That's why they're so grizzly. <laughs> oh, no, I, I thought that ground bears were the I don't believe any animal I'm gonna, is safe. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm saying I don't really know what the definition of amber is, but I'm saying amber. It's like we're, we're saying like probably happened at some point. Okay. Yeah. All right. We will know amber when uh we get to an amber because grizzly bear, definitely a red. They have hundreds oh. of fatal attacks on record. To be fair, still probably not as many as you would think. Uh, some of the numbers, again, vary, but roughly 155 seemed like they could be confirmed since records began for them. Wow. Like, polar bears and black bears definitely contribute to bear attack numbers as well, but grizzlies were the definite winners. Okay, how about the panda? The giant panda. They just accidentally killed their own babies before. Oh, yeah. Sitting on them. But I don't think, I don't think they've killed any humans All before. Right. Karen's gone green. Chris has gone green. I have written. I've written green, and then in brackets, one sat on someone in captivity. (laughs) 
You are all correct that it is green. Zero fatal panda attacks in the wild and in captivity as well. A couple of nasty bites. Oh, don't look it up. I saw some pictures by mistake. Uh, But yeah, again, people possibly falling in, a couple definitely sneaking into enclosures at the Beijing Zoo. It did not go well for them. Why? Yeah, I get it. They're cute, but still. All right, I had to throw this one in because it's good job, brain. Beaver. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Oh, man. How afraid should you be of beavers? Okay, I, I keep I, I keep saying Amber, and I, I'm going to put it again for this one, because I feel like this is one of those things where people are like, because you see a crocodile, you're not going to get up in that crocodile's business. You're going to mm. leave, you know? But you see a beaver, maybe you think, oh, it's so cute, I can pet it, I can take it home, this can be my friend, he can build me a bridge in my backyard. But he does build people a bridge. Get they, a bridge across the river sticks! Because they, they disrespect the, the beaver, yeah. Amber. So we got Karen Red, Chris Amber. Uh, Red. Red, and then in brackets, all food poisoning. <laughs> it's all bad batches of ice cream. This one, Beaver is a solid amber because yeah. there has been one fatal beaver attack on record. Do we know the, the details? A case was a man in Belarus, uh, I think he was taking photos, something like that, and land. <gasps> a beaver just sort of attacked him, and very unluckily, one of the places that it bit him was a major artery. Yeah, I was just oh. going to say, like, that it's the teeth, yeah. Just bad lucky, luck. Lucky for the beaver. Yeah. One it, of the other is... risks that come with beavers is that beavers can be rabies carriers. I couldn't find oh, any uh... official record, like, any confirmation of someone being bitten by a rabid beaver and then developing rabies, but that can be a very long process, so it's not impossible. Definite amber on the beaver. That is a perfect example uh, I do not play Dungeons and Dragons, but like that is just like that is a critical hit in real yes. life. Yeah. Yes, yes, for the beaver. Yes. Absolutely, that beef that beaver rolled a twenty. Rolled a twenty. <laughs> yep. Okay. How about scorpions? Ooh. Well, Chris had a whole s- segment about mailing scorpions. You can, you can send them through the United <laughs> States mail if you want. Okay. Karen's gone amber. Bill has gone green. Green, I think that says. <laughs> green. What, you're trying to true false it. If we're going scorpions as a whole, just if you aren't good at identifying your scorpions, consider it red. Red <laughs> scorpions okay. have caused okay. thousands of deaths, about three thousand annually. What? Oh, that's a lot. That's so They're one deaths. of the top ten killers. The only oh thing gosh. is. Out of a, a bit under 2,000 species worldwide, only about 25 are venomous enough for humans to worry about. Yeah, but but those 25, done. they have done some damage. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. From a sting. Yeah. Well, I guess it's not going to like shoot you with a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to my knowledge, we can't rule anything out. Okay. The emu. Oh, 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 oh. Or the, the emu, I suppose, for people who say that. But no, it's emu. Not emu, emu. Emu, definitely. I was reading about the emu wars in Australia. Mm. <laughs> I've finally done my research on that as well. Okay. I have not written gone. red yet. I've written amber so much. Oh, you trust yeah. all of these animals so I much. do, I it's do. Great. I think I have a trustworthy, yeah. Okay, Karen's gone red. Bill has gone green. I've written green is the, the Emerald, Emerald Isle. Isle. I know that Billy knows the answer to this because I have looked it up several times. The emus. Absolutely zero. Oh, good. People talk about them. Then they say, look at how dangerous these birds are. But anytime you find them on a list, it is look at how much they could kill someone. 
It is never. They have killed someone. They are sweethearts. And I knew this. I looked this up because I remember in my childhood, like going onto farms with emus, hugging them, just hanging out with them. And it was never a worry. And so I wondered, why did my parents allow this? (laughs) And so I looked it up and it's because as long as you're not horrible to them, they won't be horrible to you. Even cassowaries, only one person has been recorded as killed by a wild cassowary. They deserve They have it. a really bad rep. Cassowaries yes. have a really bad rep. It's They're like, oh astonishing. yeah, they can kick you and, and, and like claw mm. you and peck and at you. I'm and I'm sure you... they could. They just yeah, don't. They won't. Yeah. 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 I have to. I have to be the ignorant American here because Karen clearly knows what a cassowary is. I'm sure. Oh. I'm, 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 I'm going to be the one speaking for all the listeners that are like, what in God's name is a cassowary? Okay, Never cassowaries are in northern Queensland and I think Indonesia as well. They are sort of like mm. an emu, but a little bit sturdier, a little bulkier, a little bit more uh, pretty. They've got sort of blue on them and they look just a little oh, really? bit more like a dinosaur. Yeah. If, wow. You know how every time people talk about like Jurassic Park, they say, that's not what a velociraptor looks like. They actually look like this. And that could uh-huh. basically be a picture of a cassowary. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> it's like a... It's like a... Peacock ostrich dinosaur. Yes. It's got and they got big, big talons on their yeah, on yeah. their feet. Like yeah, it seems like in the 1950s, actually, an ornithologist wrote that there were many records of people being killed by cassowaries, uh, and mm. then people repeated that over the years. But he never sourced his information. Uh, citation needed. He did it. <laughs> yeah, he's a mass murderer. He's a serial killer. And, then he's, and he's like, actually, it was cassowaries the whole right, time. Right, right, right. <laughs> Several of my ex-girlfriends were murdered by a cassowary. Trust me, I'm, a <laughs> I'm an ornithologist. Okay, another one. Let me know if, uh, I don't know how much experience you have with these ones. Komodo dragons. Oh, mm. God, there was this old movie called The Freshman starring... Marlon Brando mm-hmm. and Ferris Bueller. What's his name? No, you got it, Roderick. And it was about Komodo dragons. It's like it's the poison. It's like there's poison. I'm giving him a, a big old green. Red. I don't we trust those green. guys, but I don't hate them either. Just oh, Amber. We got, we got, the, one we got of the spread. Okay. Yeah, we've got a bit of everything, and this time the correct response is somewhere between green and amber. Most likely Amber. When I really dug into it, I could only find actual news reports about two. Uh, But a lot of the sources say, oh, there have definitely been five. I could not find any reference to what these others were. Wow. I appreciate the the thoroughness. (laughs) Considering that they are meant to be one of the scariest reptiles on Earth, it's pretty dang low. Like We went to a zoo and we got to do a behind-the-scenes encounter with Komodo dragons once, and the zookeepers carried shields. Like full on riot shields with oh, them when they went in, in there. Yeah. yeah. And you're right, the whole um, do they have poison or anything? That's been a question about Komodo dragons for a while. Are they venomous or is it that they just have really dirty teeth and they spread bacteria? It's been an <laughs> ongoing question for a lot of people. All right, I just have two more for you. All right, so again, let me know if these ones need any uh, explanation for what they are or what they're known as, at least. The Irukandji jellyfish. Is that one familiar? Irukandji, but I know jellyfish. Mm -hmm. Irukandji jellyfish is a teeny tiny one. It's about a centimeter long, I think. And that makes people quite afraid of it. It comes around in Mm. northern, northeastern Australia in the warmer months. It is every summer. You basically can't go in the water in northern Queensland. I'm going, I'm going red. Well, you just told me you can't go in the water. I'm going red, the reddest red. I think these are tiny killers. I've written red, so red. Billy's gone super red, Karen. 
and a red. red peer pressure. This is a very modest amber. What? It oh, has been no. two. two. Two deaths. The interesting part of this is they are not great. You don't want to get stung by this. This is the one that comes with all sorts of horrible pain and feelings of impending doom. And apparently 30% of stings result in some kind of serious complication like heart failure. One in five people end up on life support or similar, but they just don't die. (laughs) They live in a constant state of impending doom and pain. Oh. Oh, no. And final one. The inland taipan. Taipan. What does that sound? That sounds so familiar. Is that like a like a Weasley thing? It is a snake. Oh. (laughs) I believe for context, I'm going to give you this context before you guess. They have more venom in them than any other snake. This we get taught this in Australia, like taipan, most venomous snake. What do we got? I think this is a, a psych out. Karen Green, Billy Green, Chris, Amber. The world's most venomous snake, one bite, enough toxicity to kill a hundred human adults. <gasps> but it's a big fat zero. On record, <laughs> no kills, because they live in the middle of the desert and they're flighters rather than fighters. Oh, uh, it's a Hail Mary. There are uh, other kinds of taipans, the coastal taipan. Oh, apparently they're the mean ones. They'll actually try to bite you. But wild inland taipans, even though they are technically potentially the most fatal, I could only even find two cases of bites that happened. One of the victims didn't even get anti-venom or anything, and he ended up fine in the end. Oh. Yeah. So, Luckily, yeah. he was the size of 101 men. <laughs> A big meat man. It's just fascinating. I just had to go into this because it really is true. When you look up all of these lists of deadly animals, you always find this is how many people it could kill. But it turns out the vast, vast majority of them follow the social contract. You don't bother me. I don't bother you. (laughs) I find this really uplifting. I I find it lovely to know that this Mm. is true about Mm. most animals. We need a good PR agency for for these animals. I am such an online emu advocate now. Danny, so you said you worked at the Taronga Zoo. Yes, super briefly. I was doing uh, animal studies as a course and they were one of the people who run it. And so as part of the course, you're learning, you're doing classes, but you also get to do prac work. So in America, there, there's a show on the, our, our National Geographic channel that is a documentary. Like it, it's a series on all the ongoings of Taronga Zoo. And I'm, oh, really? I watched all seasons of it. Oh, that's yes. amazing. I did get one great job um, one day that I was working there, which was uh, I had to feed the echidnas. That was fine. But one of the echidnas was brand new and it wasn't really socialized yet. It had just come in injured from the wild. So it wasn't really used to people so much yet. So my job was to put down all the trays of food and then while it ate, pat that echidna. That was my job for about an hour. Oh my God, what an honor. You get some highlights. (laughs) Oh, I'm gonna get back to the grind. I got another two hours of patting echidnas coming up after lunch. Oh, they really work you hard here in Taronga Zoo. <laughs> all right. Um. Well, I have a I have a quiz as well. Funnily enough, it's all quiz. Yeah. Well, that was your assignment. Yes. Uh, and I will preface this: this is a very silly quiz. I think it's just it's such a silly quiz. But I think you'll, this is either going to take us five minutes or like. 10 hours it's a it's a it's a silly quiz um, i hope it's 10 hours i'm gonna try i'm not gonna try and give you any context for this quiz i'm gonna i'm gonna hope that the first question if you can get it will be enough to give you the concept of what we're doing here 
First Whoa, two, by okay. the end of the second question, you'll you'll get the whole format, right? Okay. Uh, okay. This is I think this is ostensibly buzz in, but I think it's more you can work together if you need to. You can discuss okay. this amongst yourselves. It's a ten question quiz. Question one: Soda, trivia, popular, inoculation. Now, Danny knows the answer to this question. It's not technically a question because I just said four things. <laughs> yep. Got it. Pop quiz, hot shot. Pop quiz, hot shot. Oh, <laughs> this is why Chris is so good at connections. <laughs> uh, so soda is pop. Mm-hmm. Trivia yes, is a quiz. Is. Popular is hot. Inoculation is a shot. Pop quiz, hot shot. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. Wonderful. Question two. Mm. A failed production. Trivia, Beatles hairstyle. <laughs> flop, flop, mop. Uh, Chris? Flop quiz, mop top. Flop quiz, mop top. I hate you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was the 10 question quiz. So let's get on to question three. <laughs> question three. A top-level domain, a car thief's butcher. Oh, my gosh. Wait, say it again? A top-level domain, a car thief's butcher. (laughs) Uh, Okay. These gradually turn more and more into cryptic crossword clues as well. Right, right, right. Okay, 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 let's work together. Oh, oh, I heard a name. I think I heard a name. I heard a name. Danny? Is it a dot biz chop shop? Dot biz chop shop. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dot biz is a uh, is a it top is. level internet domain. Something dot biz. Yep. And uh, a car thief's butcher, somewhere where you would chop up uh, old stolen cars. Yes. It's a chop Car shop. thief's butcher. All yep. right, we're on to question four of this fantastic <sighs> quiz. Champagne and orange juice. It's easy for a hunter. Oh. One more time Champagne. for people playing along at home. Champagne and orange juice. It's easy for a hunter. Champagne and orange juice, I want to call Buck's Fizz. See, that's the thing. Whoa, we have another name for it. We call it a mimosa. Ah. This is why you need to work together. I'm sure some of these are slightly okay. regional. Yeah, so what do you, okay. you call it a Buck's Fizz? Yes. Buck's Fizz. It's easy, it's for, easy a for a hunter. Shot. Be shot. Um, hot shot. Buck's Fizz, pot shot. Ah. Okay. What? <laughs> So Potshot... This is so unhinged. Yeah, it really is. Potshot is a fun one. It's just, you know, you take potshots at something uh, and it's either... The two definitions are either like it's criticism at a random target or it's like an easy shot. Like, oh, it's just taking potshots. The origin of the phrase potshot is literally a shot that you would take to fill your pot. It is if you're hunting for food, not for trophies, which therefore you don't need to preserve anything. You can just shoot it however you want. Oh, An easy oh, shot for a hunter. This is the etymology of the phrase pot shot. Wow, uh, thank you. That's there good. you go. So we have Buck's Fizz, pot shot. Uh, all right, question five. An ex-monarch is a dandy dressed all in black. <laughs> An ex-monarch is a dandy dressed all in black. All right, well, a dandy has to be a fop, right? Liz, Liz, Ooh. Elizabeth. Yeah, an oh, sure, Liz. Dandy. An ex monarch uh, is a dandy dressed all in black. Goth. Goth fop. <laughs> so, where are we? 
But Queen Liz guff up. Queen Liz guff up. <laughs> oh what? my gosh! <laughs> All right, we're doing well. We're really getting into it. Okay, yeah, we're halfway okay. through. Oh, the next one's nonsense. Oh, this, oh, this, one's oh, nonsense. this one coming up is nonsense. Yeah, the yeah. rest have all been very reasonable. The next one's, next one's stretching okay. it a little bit. They shake the buds of May, the alien exclaimed on one of his happy days. <laughs> this one's a little bit harder to construct. Rough winds shake the... Tra- Love rough it. winds, is that... Uh, shake the darling They buds. shake the right. buds of May, the alien exclaimed on one of his happy days. If it's happy days, is it... Is this a reference to Mork? What did he say? Um, what was his what was his catchphrase? I thought it was Nanu Nanu, but that doesn't make sense. Oh yeah, no, it isn't. Yeah, no, is it? That's is. that's the thing he says, but it's not an exclamation of his. Oh uh-huh. boy! Oh yeah! Oh. Uh, oh oh oh! Is it? Uh, it's um. <laughs> yes, Chris. Ready? Rough winds, Shazbot. Rough winds, oh, Shazbot. Shazbot. <laughs> Okay, this is, see, this is a fun quiz. You don't need to defend it. <laughs> We're, We're, on having quest- yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on question seven. Here we go. <laughs> Put an end to Gen Z charisma with a silk tie. A silk tie. Yes. Put an end yes. to Gen Z charisma with a silk tie. Gen yeah. Z. Yeah, Chris? Stop Riz, cravat. Ooh, not quite. Ooh, cravat. I want something that fits the rhyme a little bit. Ascot. Stop Riz, Ascot. Ascot. I'll allow it. (laughs) Okay, Mm -hmm. there are only three left. Here's question eight. I like this this clue. Not quite a duke, not quite Wi-Fi. Ooh. Okay, all right. Not quite a duke, not quite Wi-Fi. Earl... V count, <laughs> marquee. Does require a little bit of uh, an understanding of anglicized pronunciations. Oh, have, have they pronounced marquees strangely? Is it marquis? Marquis hotspot. It is marquis hotspot. Mar- oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, the traditional okay. way you, that you should say that 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 uh, position is as a marquis. Marquis okay. hotspot. Okay. Number nine, and this does require a little bit of regional wording, so Danny, you'll have, have to work together for this one. All right. Okay, okay. A place to buy secondhand toppings for your Philadelphia staple. Cheese, Philadelphia cheese steak. Secondhand toppings? Whiz is the Whiz. topping. What's the secondhand store? What, one of the terms that we have for a secondhand store? Op shop? Op shop. Cheese Whiz op shop? Cheese Whiz op shop. <laughs> And our final question. <clears throat> it's a long one. <laughs> I'm bursting to see Aquafina's new movie without a woman, then a single Charlie Sheen parody film. Okay. Oh, no, why do we keep asking about this Charlie Sheen parody film that I don't know? One more time for people okay. playing along. I'm bursting to see Aquafina's new movie without a woman, then a single Charlie Sheen parody film. Chris, did you buzz in? What do you think? Pop quiz, hot shot. Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> quiz lady. <laughs> quiz lady without a woman. Ah. And hot shots. Hot shot. You got there me. There we go. So that's yeah. my incredibly silly quiz. Pop quiz, hot shot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like a high school cafeteria clap <laughs> kind of moment. Well done. It was tough trying to find that many things that sort of fit though that that the half of them don't even rhyme. They just sort of fit the the shape. There's a bit of assonance reliance there, but I'm all happy. No, that was that was that was tremendous. <laughs> ah. Woo! <laughs> 
traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. All right, I have a game. And, and uh, there's some theater and drama right now that I'm doing. So on a piece of paper, I'm writing, good job, brain. Like, you see it? I wrote it. Yep. Yes. Okay. Good okay, job, okay. I'm going to make them into each letter is going to have its own little tab. I'm ripping it out. And as I'm ripping it out, I will tell you the rules of this game. Chris, it's very similar to, you might remember when we were at SporkleCon in the big pub quiz competition, there uh-huh. was a round where it was asking you trivia questions. They're, they're creating the questions as they go by picking letters out of a bag. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for yes. example, uh, it would be, tell me the best-selling musical artist that starts with the letter blank and you draw out a random letter and so that's the game we're gonna play you guys will be working together i will be asking these questions where name me this that starts with the letter i'll draw the letter you guys work together and give me an answer great all right all right here we go so tell me what is the largest country (gasps) that starts with the letter praying for that oh there's two of them in there there's three of them in there with the letter uh-huh. B. I B. think it's Brazil. Surely oh, yeah, it's Brazil's got to be, be the biggest <laughs> B. It is Brazil. That was very anticlimactic. Let's do another one. Well, I mean, you had two. There's two B's and two O's. And anyway, three, yeah. well, you know, look, we started off with started off with an easy one. You know, we're getting rolling. Here we go. Yeah. D. Largest country that starts with D. Oh, there aren't no. as many of those. Oh. Denmark. I would have been wondering if it was Democratic Republic of Congo. Well, it depends on whether huge. we count that as like a D country. That that's pretty solidly in its name. Okay, because yeah, especially you have to do it to Demrep. What else is there? Anything else sneaky? Hide because there's, then there's they're also on, like Denmark. Do we include overseas territories where it suddenly gets like a thousand uh, times bigger? You know, does it own Greenland? Or is that... they own they do, I think. So if right? we count yeah. Greenland as part of Denmark, it's suddenly Denmark. It's Denmark. Denmark. It's Denmark. It's Denmark. It is the Democratic Republic <laughs> of Congo. No Greenland. Never Denmark. listen to me. Never <laughs> listen to me. Now, does that in- are we including Greenland? In this quiz, <laughs> if you did draw the G, I have both answers. I have Greenland and Germany. Um ah. depending on if you count. Denmark. Mm. So on the list, they also list Kingdom of Denmark, Ooh. which is Greenland plus Denmark. That's interesting. Oh. That's not huh. really a country. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. Name me the biggest worldwide box office hit that starts mm. with the letter Tude Todd Tane. Are we and adjusting we for inflation? Yes, Always. we are. Oh, letter really? okay. A. I'm holding it up so you know I'm oh. not cheating. I think we get another chill one, right? Like, I will. I feel like there's two to choose between. One I'm leaning more towards than the others. Which one okay. are you thinking? I'm thinking of Avatar. Yeah. The, or, the oh yeah. Box office Avatar. sensation. And it's it's the second Avatar was massive as well. Either that or an Avengers. 
Oh, did Avengers oh, knock right. Avatar off its throne? Did like Endgame? I don't think that the, I don't think that Avengers did. I thought that Avatar. I think Avatar was still dis- yeah. was still oh. killing it. I don't remember where the sequel ended up, but maybe we just sit uh, sit with Avengers. Oh, sorry, with, no, uh, with Avatar. We should hedge our bets and say Avatar unless we get asked for more information. Say Avatar. It is Avatar oh, 2009. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. If it was one of the harder ones, I would have given you the year. It is Avatar, Aww. correct. All right. What is the best-selling individual book to date <sighs> in any language? Ooh. Best-selling copy sold, so not number of books printed right or currently owned okay sure Uh, does not include reference books like thesaurus or dictionaries (laughs) um and i'll tell you now this list does not include any religious or government text okay so no bible quran (laughs) best-selling individual book to date that starts with the letter oh 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 that's not easy that's not easy. What is some? And I'll tell you, there's a number in. There's the a title. number in the title. Oh, okay, all right, okay. Um, oh, I just Ocean's had to... Eleven. Ocean's <laughs> Eleven, the novelization. <laughs> yes, the junior novelization, the picture book. Um, Old Possum's Book of Thirteen Magical Cats. Number in the title. Okay, all right. Um, classic. It's a classic. Okay, I bet it is. I bet it is. Orange, comma, a clockwork. <laughs> a wow. is a number. 1967. 1967. It starts with O. Is it, is it like a, is it a Kurt Vonnegut what book? Is what it numbers like, start what, with Yeah, o. what numbers? What number? Oh, 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 okay. One, uh, one hundred one years over, One flew of, over the cuckoo's nest? One flew over the cuckoo's oh. nest. Or a hundred years of solitude. I'm going to go cuckoo's nest. 100 years of solitude. <laughs> you didn't let me finish. Never listen to me. You didn't let me finish. I'm going to go for Cuckoo's Nest as the one that we should disregard. <laughs> uh, all right. Next one. I went through an official database to get this information. What is the most popular first name for baby boys in 2021 using birth registration data <laughs> in Britain and Wales? Oh, Okay. Ooh, ob- so basically, what is the most popular boy's name? But- it is the letter <gasps> J. J. It's either, yeah, it's either like John or it's like Jaden or something. I'd be saying, yeah. I, I think my first pick would be going to James maybe, but I, now that <gasps> I think about it, I haven't heard of James in a while. Everyone loves being called James. John, like John is a classic, but James is a spanner in the works. Real what problem is, was... I don't know how Wales spells any of their names. <laughs> ah, they do Yon. Yes. Um, I think you've got to go John, right? We've got to, surely, surely, right? It's John. It seems A fair. classic. A timeless I, classic. Yeah. The good thing about like this registry is, and because it's Britain and Wales, the names are not insane like the American baby names are. <laughs> like, they're still pretty classic, mm. you know, gettable names. Yeah. It mm. is at number 13, Jack. But that's they, just Jack has overtaken. John. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> For the girl side, like Evie and Evelyn are two different names. They, they, they're, right. they're counting Rough. what is on the birth. On the I'm birth shocked, to, to be honest. I'll tell yeah. you, number one is Noah. Noah. So if you drew the Noah. N, yeah. Wow. It'd be Noah. wow. All right. Tell me, 
based on an inner brand study, what is the most recognized global brand that uh, starts with... Uh, while you're picking out a letter, can I do my Noah bit? Yeah. <laughs> Here's my Noah bit. Uh, it's actually most people just don't, they, they just, they're not sure of the, what their kid's name is going to be yet. And the doctor comes in and says, do you have a name? No. Uh, <laughs> and then they just write it down. They leave. It's a, mm. it's a, it's a tragedy. <laughs> According to an inner brand study, most recognized global brand dated at 2020 that starts with N, the letter Nike. N. Nike. Oh, you think Nike's That's... going to beat Nokia? It is twenty twenty. I, I don't think it's Nike's be Nokia. better than Nokia. That's that's from the 1997 Trivial Pursuit card. That's about Nintendo? Um, Nintendo is a pretty recognizable brand. It is worldwide, but I mean Nintendo, Nike, Netflix, not Netflix. Oh, that's um, interesting. I mean Netflix could be good, it but I mean could I feel be. like that might be localized to just certain things. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Nestle. Oh, be Nestle. Nestle. Why do companies start with oh, N all the time? Come on, companies, yeah, make yeah, this easy yeah. for us. You guys said it. That's one of them. Oh, I'm sure we did. Okay, I'll I'll say Nintendo because if it's not Nintendo and and I don't say because if it is That's Nintendo, bad. I don't say Nintendo. I'll be very embarrassed. And but you guys can pick whatever you want. I was impressed with Netflix. I, I like Netflix, Nintendo because I, I said it, but like. Netflix was pretty good. Because everybody has net like Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like Netflix is in all the countries where all the people are. You know. Yeah. Think, you know what? I think Netflix. So is Nike. Oh, and Chris, you were right, right was, off the bat. So the first, 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 first yeah, thing. Okay. Nike number fifteen. Think, number. 15. I think that makes sense because I think that you everybody has to wear shoes. I mean, even if they're not wearing genuine Nikes, it's like you know, you know like is, yeah. all around the world, like you know yeah. that 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 swoosh and that shoe and that's an aspirational brand you want to have. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah, recognizing yeah. Nintendo is still a first world problem. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good job. That is my game. That was man. That was I feel fun. like I tore up a lot of little pieces of paper and we didn't even really <laughs> draw that many. We're nearing the end of our show. Bill and Danny, where can people find you? Uh, so we have we have two major shows that people can go and check out. Uh, we have a show called Escape This Podcast, where we create audio escape rooms, so full of puzzles and narrative and 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 little and little adventures. And we have guests come on and play them. Uh, there are episodes if you just search escape this podcast good job brain you'll find the episodes that you have been guests on yes. and they're great starting points people can jump in um any episode is a great place to start uh we have a second show as well um which is called solve this murder where we do murder mysteries where one of us will create an original murder mystery and the other one will try and take on the role of detective and solve it which is mm. tough because literally it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. well you're at the scene poirot what do you do now um <laughs> i ask a th- is the butler here? Did he do it? Was it an icicle? Is there a puddle of water and no murder weapon? Yeah, no, they are they are full on complicated murder mysteries. A rope on the ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're not quite la- not like a lateral thinking puzzle. And that's been that's great. So there's a whole backlog of those you can check out as well. Danny crafts all of these insane narratives, puzzles, challenges so well. Aww. It's so amazing. Thank and I, you. I, Danny, how do you do it week after week? This is a very good question. It just turns out that there's a lot of rooms that exist. And (laughs) when you have lots of different rooms, it turns out that different puzzles or the same puzzles in different enough forms can present themselves. It's your love language. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and um, I want to also recommend a show that Bill and Danny, you guys were on. 
and then I was on uh, a Drunkard's Walk, oh, a Drunkard's oh, Walk yeah. podcast by Matt and Jethro. Really awesome people. I had a, a really good time. Drunkard's Walk. The premise is a guest comes on and gives you a random Wikipedia destination, and you're trying to traverse and get to another Wikipedia destination. It's a lot of fun. I know. What what you guys pick? We were going to, we had to find our way to Free Cell. Free Cell, the game? Yep. Yeah. Oh. I, of course, picked Castorium. Oh, fair enough. Of course. I had to do Castorium. <laughs> so on brand. And, and I, was really, I was really jazzed because uh, uh, someone has done up the Castorium Wikipedia page. <laughs> it has been updated. It used to just have a picture of a beaver, but now there's like more pictures and there's, there's a lot more juice, if uh, you will. No, I won't. <laughs> and that Wikipedia page. So Drunkard's Walk, please check it out. And that's our show. Thank you all for joining us all the way from Australia. Thank you, Chris, joining us all the way from California. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. That's our season finale. We'll be back in the spring. Hope you guys learned a lot about animal danger PR, uh, about (laughs) things that rhymes with pop pop and quiz and hot and shot, (laughs) Uh, uh, Australia versus U.S., and also things in the middle. You can find us on all major podcast apps and on our website, goodjobbrain.com. This podcast is part of Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other shows like Plotting Through the Presidents, The Queen's Podcast, and History Tea Time. And we'll see you next year. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.